0: Welcome in to the NFL Draft Coliseum, where gyms come to rise and busts come to fall. This is the Gyms and Bust Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Walker. With me as always, my co-host, Luke Rapert.
1: What is up, guys?
0: And also with us, nope, it's just us. <laughs> what an incredible bit. Uh, we try to get Ty, but he's too scared of early mornings.
1: Yeah, he's doing some World Cup
0: I don't know what that means.
1: Is there World Cup stuff going on right now?
0: World Cup game? Is there a game today?
1: (laughs) I can't imagine there is.
0: No, it's all in November. (laughs) (sighs) I don't know. I I thought maybe it was some of this job. Like maybe he was setting up some intramural like World Cup event or something. That would be fun. That would be fun.
1: That would be significant. Not talking about the World Cup that happens in like what November or in April your t- okay Ty. I mean that's one thing it shouldn't be taking up your time when it right. actually happens because it's so garbage I also said at like, 7 a.m.
0: is there like a qual- there's got to be like a game like is there a qualifier I think those are all done
1: I have no clue I mean you're you'd be asking the wrong person
0: <laughs> Yeah um but have you ever played the world cup like intramural what? pickup game Oh
1: yeah oh super fun
0: where you have like the one partner and yeah it's fun
1: You have to yell your country's name as you (laughs) kick it in the goal. Yeah. yeah. See, I I love playing soccer. England. It's a good time. Uh, Austria. Also, Cade, if you're listening to this, uh, we need to try to see if we can add someone to our roster for correct soccer because Jonathan's going to be in town. And I kind of want to make that happen. That'd be fun. I told Jonathan that I was seeing Cade today because i forgot that he's too cool for us now
0: yeah cade um losing a little bit of his smarts getting his wisdom teeth out today
1: (laughs) nice call this is good
0: um but yeah he got his wisdom teeth out last night you know we got all the videos he didn't really do anything crazy i still think my sister's videos from getting her like teeth out are just crazy she's like rapping and flipping people off and singing and it's just wild See,
1: i didn't have any big reaction when i got my wisdom teeth out like apparently it's just kind of like some people do some people don't yeah i was nervous about it and going into it i left a note on my phone uh to <laughs> don't do anything stupid <laughs> just to like try to if i was you know not fully conscious to get that reminder and be like okay Chill out. Don't yeah. do anything clippable here.
0: <laughs> clippable. <laughs> clip that chat. chat. <laughs> clip it. Clip it, clip Speaking it. Speaking
1: watch Max on uh, playing some Rocket League last night. How was night, that? I, I
0: didn't see that in time to, to tune in.
1: It was short-lived. Mm. They got bounced in two games. <sighs> Tough. Yeah. His, Hate to hear it. But
0: All right. Well, let's get into it. So welcome to the mock draft episode it's gonna be a live mock we have not prepared ahead of time we talked a little bit about who maybe we've prepared in the sense of we've we know studied, we're doing it we've, stu- oh, yeah. we've studied
1: the <laughs> process like we're not just <laughs> winging this
0: yeah we're not just like that's a cool name but it's Karloftis.
1: not like this <laughs> it's not a pre-prepared mock draft right
0: like the last one we did was um but what was i going to say with that before we get into it we're going to break down The little bit of news um, that's happened between last pod and this pod, there's probably other stuff that broke, but I don't think anything super significant other than the Saints and Eagles trade. So I'll break that down real quick, and then we'll talk implications of it. Um, So in this trade, the Saints got the number 16 pick, the number 19 pick, and the number 194, which I believe is a third round this year. And then the Eagles got uh, number 18, number 101, number 237, and then a first-round pick next year and a second-round pick in two years. Basically, the implication, or not the implication, the Saints um, trading, getting an additional first-round pick, they got the Eagles 16, which puts them right ahead of like the Chargers, um, a few other teams. We'll talk about what they could be doing with that. So Saints have two first-round picks now, um, and they gave up a first-round pick next year as well as a 3rd third this year to make that happen which i think is just amazing value for the eagles
1: yeah if you're talking about pure draft compensation obviously they switched the sixth and the seventh but like just looking at day one and two picks Mm -hmm. here it was basically i mean spread out over three years but a third a second and a first to move up into for a first this year yeah so they are clearly going all in on this draft and for me it just doesn't make sense for them to commit that much draft mm-hmm. capital moving to the future to just sit at uh to just sit at pick 19 yeah. and sit at 16 and 19 and just take a player like that's a lot of capital to go up to get a mid-round pick. And so yeah. looking at it, they have 16 and 19 and I would fully expect them to trade up and go aggressive after a quarterback at this point. Jameis is not the long-term solution for them. I don't think they see him as such. And now they have the ammunition in this draft to move up aggressively. Just the interesting thing with it, if you think about the Russell Wilson trade that Denver made.
0: Oh, I think about it all the time.
1: I'm sure you do. It was like two firsts, two seconds... Um, what yeah. else? What else was involved in that? Uh,
0: Noah Fant, um,
1: some players, but yeah,
0: three players: Shelby Harris and uh, Drew Locke. Right, but draft pick, draft pick
1: comp- in compensation, it was basically two first, two seconds, and like a fifth. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that, if the Saints were to use these two picks, sixteen and nineteen, to move up to say. Yeah, I've said multiple times the Giants are a trade-back target. What if they moved up to the seventh spot with the Giants or the fifth spot with the Giants? Or any number of these teams could be looking to trade back. That's – you're essentially sinking two firsts, a second, and a third in trade capital into moving up and getting a quarterback. Yep. That's – Not quite, but that's pretty much Russell Wilson compensation for a guy in a quarterback class that is questionable. So I have to imagine from their scouting, they have a guy. It's either they have a guy that they want, or they have a couple guys that they want. They might trade up a little bit for and not commit fully that full capital, but even so, they're committing a lot of resources Mm -hmm. to a potential trade up, or if they just stay put. They're spending a lot of capital for a mid round guy. Like mm-hmm. I just that doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah. There's been a few discussions. You've talked about the trading up for a quarterback. There's also been the discussion that they need a tackle. And so getting in front of uh the Chargers who also might need a tackle. But to your point, is it worth a mid round pick or or all that draft capital just to get a mid round tackle?
1: And not only that is they're moving up to – yeah, the Chargers are very much in the market for a tackle. They locked down their left tackle last year of the draft and need to address right tackle this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if you're going to move up in front of them to get a right, to get a tackle – you don't do it this far in advance in the draft. You don't no. do it a month before the draft because... You wait oh, and whoops. see what the board... And- <laughs> whoops, the Chargers traded up to 15. <laughs> there, go- there goes your plan, Saints. Yeah. You've been foiled, but like... So, yeah, you... If it's trading up for a mid-round guy, in my eyes, that's something that you do in the draft. This gives them more flexibility once they get into the draft to move up sure. further up the board.
0: Interesting... um I'm trying not to, I don't know, lean too much into the top 30 visits thing that each team is doing, mm-hmm. because some teams purposefully don't bring someone in. Like, I know Denver didn't talk to Patrick Sertan at all, and he was always the target, supposedly. Like, um, George Patton said that they didn't want anyone thinking they were interested in him at all. They didn't bring him in for a top 30. Apparently, Patrick Sertan was a little surprised when he got drafted, because he like, hadn't heard from him at all. But he was always the target. Um, now how true that is, I'm not sure, but if we're looking at top 30 visits, the new Orleans saints, the only quarterback they've brought in so far for an official visit that has been leaked, right? I mean, there might be others, Malik Willis, only one. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and if you're going to be, I've said this before, if you're going to be aggressive after a quarterback in this draft, it would be Malik Willis in my mind, just because he offers something so different than the other quarterbacks.
0: Yep. And, I mean, does that mean that that's the only person they're looking at? I'm not sure. But I'm sure they've done their homework on other quarterbacks as well. But it feels pretty set getting some draft capital, only bringing in Malik. I don't know. We'll we'll probably see some of these scenarios play out as well. I'm curious
1: on what I need to do, like the draft compensation, kind of like the trade chart or something to see Mm -hmm. what the exact value of The 16 and 19 pick can get them to. I would imagine it's easier to trade up in this draft in particular. Yeah. uh, Because it does not seem so top heavy. But how
0: many picks do the Saints have like in round two? Because they'll probably have to use. Like another third to move up that high.
1: Maybe, because the the slot that I'm looking at that I think would be the most ideal is that five slot to the Giants, Mm -hmm. particularly because it's one slot above the Panthers at six, and the Panthers have been, they've been the team most often linked to a quarterback in this draft, whether it be Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett are kind of the main two that have been Mm -hmm. rumored to the Panthers, but... Jumping them would definitely be ideal if the Saints have a guy that they want.
0: Okay, so they still have a pick in each round except for seven this year. So I guess they already had two second-round picks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because they have two first, one second, one third, one fourth, one fifth, one sixth.
1: Yeah. Random news that was just kind of sent to me. Rob Walton, billionaire heir to the Walmart Fortune, is reportedly submitting a bid to purchase the Broncos worth $4 billion. Dude. That'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, let's go Walmart.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, as a Clippers fan, I know how nice it is to have a, have an owner with deep pockets. Yeah,
0: that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, that would be pretty cool. But
0: <sighs> maybe Peyton Manning can somehow. I still want Peyton Manning involved somehow. That
1: would be pretty cool. Uh, one other thing, because we didn't really address <clears throat> the Eagle side to this, looking at. This draft in particular so overall I think it's a great move for the Eagles. Yep. Uh unless they had like very specific plans for the what they want to do with those three picks, it makes sense to just stock up on some picks here. They got great compensation uh for that first rounder. And looking at it, it almost it do, I don't know if it necessarily signals because it's because it's just great value regardless, but it gives mm-hmm. them the opportunity to if next year they feel like Jalen Hurts hasn't proved himself enough, they now have the capital to move up in next year's draft, yep. which is considered, you know, a better quarterback draft class to move up, get their guy, whether you know, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. So next year added a lot of intrigue in the draft if Jalen Hurts doesn't pan out the way that they're hoping. I think I'm I believe enough in Jalen Hurts. Yeah you know I, too. Uh, I think he's a solid quarterback their offense was looking pretty decent down the stretch last devonte smith year 2 year could be two, really good add another weapon this year's draft like uh, <clears throat> there are rumors that like they, so they need linebacker they need co- add into the secondary with three wide rece- and with three first round picks it felt like they were going to certainly add a wide receiver in the first round now it feels less uh but it Less still. like a sure thing, but I think it could happen, and I think it probably should happen, if you want to evaluate what you have in Jalen Hurts going into next year, I think you give him the best position to succeed mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that if he doesn't, then you know that's more on him yeah. and not just a situation-based thing here. And so that's – if I'm the Eagles, I'm still taking a first-round wide receiver, but –
0: and you've got to be happy getting the Saints pick because I don't think the Saints are shoo-in to be like an amazing team.
1: Mm-mm. I mean, at the, I would imagine, worst case for the Eagles, that's like a early 20s pick. Yeah. And that's about what you gave up there.
0: I do too. Okay, that, great analysis there. Um, I don't think we said there was anything else. Um, Clayus Campbell re-signed. saw that this morning, um, which could have implications of if they're going to take an edge or not. But, I mean, it's only a two-year deal. He's old. Yeah, he's 35. It doesn't take anything off the board. Uh, We're going to start. We're going to um, just alternate odds and evens. Um, (coughs) Luke is going to control the odds so that he can control his Buffalo Bills. Yes, sir. Out at pick 25. Um, That, for the most part, lines us up to have the same teams that have multiple picks, except for the Saints, Eagles, and Chiefs. But we'll just kind of work together on those. with It's like eight or something
1: kind of crazy
0: yeah it's nuts um but we can go ahead and get into it um trades are on the table um but kind of just as they feel right we're not going to force trades if um it Mm -hmm. doesn't feel right so luke you're up (laughs) it's so close That noise is so nice
1: with the first pick in the 2022 nfl draft the jacksonville jaguars select aiden hutchison uh this one it feels at this point most years, we're basically certain what the number one pick is. This year is not that case. It is a little muddied. Uh, the Jaguars could go offensive line. You know, In my eyes, they're kind of like three big, high-value positions in the draft, and mm-hmm. that's quarterback is the number one by mile there, but they have Trevor Lawrence. And then his edge rusher and tackle are the next two up there. Aiden Hutchinson, obviously his production last year was insane, was a Heisman candidate. The other school thought would be if you go tackle, give Trevor some help, try to get him in position to succeed. They have two solid tackles right now. They have Cam Robinson and they have Juwan Taylor. Um, but both of them Cam Robinson's playing on the franchise tag this year. Joan Taylor's on the last year of his rookie deal. Mm-hmm. And so that could become a position like it's not a year one position to need necessarily, but it is a moving forward position and need to take care of. So there is certainly the route and the situation where they go with Evan Neal or Ikea mm-hmm. but I think it's far more likely at this point that it could go Aiden Hutchinson right now. I believe the betting odds for him to beat the number one pick is minus 300. Yeah. So,
0: Uh And I think that's going to be probably what happens, but it also puts the, in my opinion, that's the most, um, Worst case scenario for the Lions, because I think the Lions really want Aiden Hutchinson. And I don't think there's an obvious next pick. Um, recently, there's been a lot of smoke around Trayvon Walker moving up into being um, some people's number two edge, number two player, whatever you want to say. Um, I, I don't think they would take an offensive lineman here, although it would make them have probably like a top five unit um, with Frank Ragnow, Jonah Jackson, Panay Sewell. I mean, Taylor Decker played pretty well. That's a really good offensive line already. Um, But I still don't think they'll go there. I think they'll probably lean edge. For me, the pick is Kayvon. That's what I would do. Um, For a predictive mock, (laughs) I think it might be Trayvon Walker. But I'm trying. Okay, I... I didn't want to tilt so early. This but, is the second pick. I know, but if you if you took like Evan Neal because you've taken Evan Neal before, so I was I, have. I was hoping that maybe it would be an Evan Neal pick because um, it makes it easier. All right, I'm gonna believe where there is smoke, there is fire. Not, I'm going to take <laughs> Kayvon Thibodeau. <laughs> until the very end. I was, uh, I just, I believe in Kayvon Thibodeau. I think he's a great player. Um, I, I think he cares about his brand a lot and he cares about uh, a lot of stuff outside of football. And so there's some reasons there why you would be lower on him. But when he if you can get his flashes to show up consistently, there's there's no reason he can't be a Miles Garrett in this class. Um, but again, that's if you can get him to lock down. I think he has his own crypto or his he has his own NFT came Tibado A U X NFT. I want to see what it's called. Uh, money sign. Oh, it is a crypto. J Ream.
1: It is interesting to me that <laughs> so sick. <laughs> J <Jay> Reem, with <laughs> Kayvon Thibodeau, he's been one of the draft fallers of recent, like perceived draft fallers, and that mm-hmm. happens with a couple guys every year. But his talent when he was on the field was undeniable. He was yeah, looked really good uh, for quite a while. It was like he. A lot of people thought he was going to be the number one pick. Uh, It is interesting where one of his kind of quote-unquote concerns is that kind of like he cares about his brand and like his kind of off-the-field, not issues, but kind of...
0: Personality.
1: Personality, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, But And that almost doesn't match with Dan Campbell, you would think. I know. Which is interesting, but... I struggle um, with that. But I do think he... He's deserving of one of those top two, three picks.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Moving on to the Texans pick at number three. It's funny because we're entering this mock draft in on the PFF website, their mock draft simulator. And next to the team, they have team needs listed. And Texans just <laughs> have every position. And Which is
0: weird. They must have forgotten about General, General Mills. Mills.
1: And that's what I'm going to address right here. You're going to protect General Mills. You already extended Brandon Cook, so yep. keeping his weapon locked lock down there, they could add some more weapons for him later in the draft. But right here, you're getting a tackle, and you're getting Ikiakuanu.
0: Nice. And, again, not to lean too far into the um, the visits, but they haven't brought in Evan Neal. They've mm-hmm. only brought in Ikiakuanu. And
1: yeah, it's also interesting. I feel like some teams it's so tight to the chest on what has true. happened so far on the visits and like, <laughs> like the bills, we pulled it up, had one person listed.
0: Baltimore still has nobody listed.
1: And then the Cowboys had 28 of their thirties <laughs> that have been leaked. And so it's interesting. We'll see how much of that does get leaked. Cause I do think it's the
0: bills have fun. six leaked. now. Oh Yeah. Well, very we, nice. we can look at it when we get, get to there. the pick, but Okay. Uh, anything else we want to say about Icky? I mean, he's a mauler. He's Good become my number one tackle. He's fun, um, man.
1: I like him a lot. And it's also, he, I love his personality. Like, in his interviews, he seems like a leader. And I think mm-hmm. when you're, um, especially with the Texans, very much rebuilding. Um, and you have guys that are in the similar tier of player. Mm-hmm. I think adding leadership and adding a solid present to the locker room is very beneficial. That's not a knock on these other guys, but I think it's kind of been a standout quality of Icky. And so.
0: Nice. Okay, I'm up with the Jets, who I think I think the Jets and the Giants are going to have the most fun draft. I mean, having two picks inside the top ten. Um, and, I mean, everyone knows I, I like Salah. I think he's a good coach. I think they're building something pretty cool over in New York. Um, I hope to see the Jets do well. I don't know why. That's like my <gasps> underdog team. I'm t- cheering for. As
1: an AFC West fan, it's not that I would want them to do well, but I actually do kind of like. I kind of like what they got going on in, in New York. I was out on solid for uh, a while, but. Yeah. I started to come around. I kind of like what they're building.
0: Yeah, I do too. And I'm going to love what they're building when they take Sauce Gardner at number four. Mm -hmm. Um, This might feel pretty early, uh, but you get the number, in my opinion, the number one guy at that position, um, at corner, and you don't have to take, I mean, your options here are either taking the third best edge, the second best tackle, whatever. And we know that they need a corner, and so why wait when you know you know, five through nine until you get back to 10 might be stuff you're not even interested in. Like, I don't think the jets are interested in tackle and there's probably going to be maybe two more tackles that go in in that space. Um, you know, they might want edge, they might want wide receiver. There might only be like one wide receiver and one more edge taken, maybe two more edge. So I, I think that's a good place to go ahead and go and get your guy and be pretty content with whatever falls to you at 10. Um, okay. You thinking trade here?
1: I am thinking trade. Just noting on Sauce Gardner, there are rumors. <laughs> there's slight rumors that uh, Bills could be interested in trading up, cornerbacks in need, and I'm in love with Sauce Gardner. He's yeah. incredible. I do. I highly doubt that he would either fall far enough or we can trade high enough for that to actually happen. A but high is, price tag. Yeah, but he is a difference-making lockdown corner. I am thinking trade here, and I'm looking at the Saints. I don't... I'm not concerned with too much of what happens with the later picks, what other else it (laughs) requires to happen, but I'm interested in doing 16 and 19 to move up to five, and it may require other stuff, but we're only doing a first round mock here. Saints getting aggressive here. Again, I don't think their trade with the Eagles makes any sense if they don't get aggressive. Mm -hmm. and they don't make a trade offer, essentially, and they don't go and get their quarterback. And so I have them here paying a heavy price, jumping ahead of the Panthers, and I do have them taking Malik Willis.
0: Nice. I love that. And I think that could happen. I think that very well could happen. I think it could either happen at 5 or 7, because I think... Panthers might take Kenny Pickett either way. And so either you're the Saints trying to jump them to make sure they don't take Malik, or you're jumping Atlanta and Seattle just in case they're going to take a quarterback. Um, Anyway, that's probably what's happening.
1: Yeah, and again, if you're trading up for a quarterback, in my eyes, it should be Malik Willis. You swing for the fences on a difference maker when you're trading high draft capital. It's one of those things like last year, thinking about the 49ers trading up to number 3. They gave up mm-hmm. a lot to trade up to number 3 and it there were rumors that it was going to be Mac Jones there. And in my eyes like there's 0% chance of that because you're not you're not trading you have Jimmy G. You're not trading that high up to get another pocket passer. You're right. investing all that capital to get someone that can bring a different element to your offense. And the Saints in this situation, if you're trading up so much, I don't think you want to get a younger version of a pocket passer. No, and there, you know, Pickett is somewhat mobile. Like he can, like he can run, but get a difference maker, a potential difference maker. It might miss. Malik Willis certainly has issues, and if he were in last year's draft class, I don't think he's anywhere near the top five. No. Uh, I think he'd be certainly the last quarterback off the uh, off the board among those first-round guys. But Saints are being aggressive in this draft, and I could see it very possible that they trade up above, above the Panthers.
0: Yeah, I like that. Okay, I, I've hinted at it a few different times, um, but want to talk through it a little bit. I think Matt Rule and company are on the hot seat pretty quick. I think just the way they've handled some mm-hmm. interviews and the way they've handled uh, the Sam Darnold situation and all that, which have you seen the recent interviews with Sam Darnold that have been coming out? Mm-mm. Like he, he's he been going on some podcasts recently and he's been talking about like, I think I've proven that I can play quarterback and that I'm a good quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, bro, you might not start next year.
1: Yeah, I have decent money sets. That Darnold's going to go the Mitch Trubisky route, and oh. next year he's going to be the Bills' backup. Not yeah. not this coming season, but after his fifth and fifth year deal, uh, try to get a, try to get a reset and go be Bills' backup.
0: That checks out. What's hilarious to me, though, so I'm going to take Kenny Pickett. We'll talk about him for a second. Um, he was going to go to Tulane. Uh, I'm trying to make sure I get my colleges right. He was going to go to Tulane, which is where Matt Rule was coaching at the mm-hmm. time. Matt Rule. Uh, recruited him, has a relationship with him, so very familiar with all of that. Um, but he he ended up going to pit, whatever. Still, the connection. What's hilarious to me is, you know, people do like player comps or whatever. I, I do like that some people they say shades of. They don't try to like do a one to one comparison. Pff has shades of Sam Darnold, <laughs> which would just be hilarious. Um, it, it, and I've heard them explain that, and it's more time about their. His him physically, like what he looks like physically and not as much as play style. But um, it's just funny to me. I, I think they're forced. I think they have to take a quarterback. And if you're Kenny Pickett, you could go to worse places. Like going to the Panthers who have like really solid weapons. The O-line's not great. But you have stuff to work with. I don't think it's the worst landing spot for a quarterback. And I know Noah Johnson's probably listening to this going, are you kidding me? Evan Neal and Charles Cross are both yeah, still no, on the board.
1: Yeah, He'd be hurting. And so, in my mind here, in an ideal world, the Panthers take this year and basically reset the books. Mm-hmm. They get rid of this, they, they suck this year, kind of tear down some bad contracts, ride out this Sam Darnold year. And even if they take a quarterback, I could very easily see they have Darnold on the books. Yeah. I could very easily see him starting for at least a few weeks into the season, uh, give Pickett some time to, you know, Sit, get almost a redshirt time there. Uh, but in an ideal world, it'll be a hammer pick for Evan Neal here for the Panthers because, the you know, O-line is a huge concern. Lock down the tackle, be able to build for the future mm-hmm. and address quarterback in the next year when, you know, maybe the quarterback class is stronger or they can make a more aggressive move. We've seen them right. be pretty aggressive as a franchise. Um But, like you said, Ja Rule and the gang on the Mm -hmm. hot seat, I think a lot of the times it's like the make the effort to buy yourself more time is drafting a rookie quarterback. Yep. We saw it last year with Nagy and Pace. I mean, obviously that didn't work out. But, like, that's, that's often a move for a sinking ship will be to draft a quarterback and see if you can buy yourself a little more time there. Giants here? Thrilled. Yeah, offensive line is a huge need for them. They traded and they traded back because they have a lot of needs and you know accumulating some draft picks here. But Evan Neal is still on the board, and I think that is a hammer pick there—a guy that was rumored to be a number one overall pick at tackle at times. So you're getting you're getting a really high quality player. It's almost the dichotomy here of Ja Rule and Panthers and Giants aren't in that different a situation in terms of, like the Panthers have a lot more to work with, particularly on the sure. defensive side, but like they're not in great places in the franchise. It's just that the Panthers right now, because there's some hot seats going on, are a little more desperate. Giants' new regime, they know they're resetting the books. They can take their time. They can build the offensive line, give Daniel Jones and Terod Taylor this year to kind of, you know, maybe Daniel Jones has something, but if not, that's fine. They're resetting yeah. the books this year, anyways. And Evan Neal is a great piece for them moving forward.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, I think it's a great pick, and I think that's might have been who they would have taken anyway at five. Mm-hmm. So I think you go back two, and, and you still get exactly yeah. who you want.
1: And that's partially like a trade like that with the with the Saints is I if they're trading that aggressively up, you know that they're taking a quarterback. And so, and so, you know, you know, there's a Panthers pick still there, but you're really only, if they're not interested in the quarterback, you're really only dropping back one pick in terms of like getting the guy you want.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Falcons on the clock. Um, Falcons are, they also need a quarterback, but they're in a worse position than either of those two teams. It would just be like throwing a quarterback out to the slaughter if they uh, got it's one this year in atlanta. It's really bad So I think you have to try to develop some sort of identity as well as just taking a really good player And I think their identity is let's be bigger and taller than everyone else in the receiving game Ooh. And so while they have cal Pitts, I am also going to bring in drake london for them at eight wow. um just having Some sort of identity that we're going to be bigger than you. We're going to be taller than you and we're going to go get the ball um Again, this is looking toward the future because they're not going to be like, I'm painting them to be like this offensive powerhouse that like has (laughs) really big, you know, threats to go to, but you want to start building some identity. You don't have Calvin Ridley for the year. They have the worst wide receiver core because of that in the NFL. Um, I know there's other places that, I mean, you need some O-line help. You need some defense help, um, but I think they just need a little bit of identity first. And it's Marcus Mariota. You know that he's not going to be a forever guy, so who cares if he gets sacked 20 times? Like <laughs> like you're not trying to keep him around for a super long time. So start building some some identity um, in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, that would be a crazy collection of weapons if Calvin Ridley is back next year to have Drake London, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. And you'd be bringing in a new quarterback. I mean, no one's fooling ourselves into thinking no. Marcus Mariota is anything more than a one-year uh, one-year rental here at quarterback and so yeah bring be... in
0: Bryce Young to throw to Drake London and Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley I also did this because I know I've seen a lot of people go with Garrett Wilson here um, to me if you just if you get Garrett Wilson you're getting another Calvin Ridley I mean not exactly but a similar style of play and so I don't know that you would do that back to back I'd rather have Drake London as your Mike Evans type and then Calvin Ridley as well.
1: Yeah. Traylon Burks is my number one wide receiver, but same. I'm expecting that. I think that Drake London will be the first wide receiver drafted.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat where I think Traylon's my number one, um, but we're trying to do more of a predictive mock here. And so mm-hmm. he would not go as early.
1: So this spot is interesting. <sighs> I don't like, <laughs> why would we try to predict the Seahawks? Like they're, yeah. Uh,
0: who knows? Just scroll to the third round.
1: I <laughs> uh, yes, so I will be taking Isaiah Spiller. Here, <laughs> no. Um so they have a lot of needs. The best value on the board has kind of fallen in Trayvon Walker. Again, he's a guy that is remembered to be number one uh off the board. hmm I Think it could be Charles Cross here. I think offensive line is a bigger need. Seahawks offensive line has been a disaster. Yeah, for Drew Lock needs what, help why? back there, man. <laughs> Drew Lock, <laughs> Drew Lock needs some help, and I don't know what the Seahawks plan is. Like it's so inter- they just tra- obviously they just traded away Russell Wilson. They weren't going to retain him. Russell R- Russ wanted out. Um, now Drew Lock is their quarterback for now. They're going to be a putrid team. Unless something they have crazy. okay weapons. Yeah, they have DK Metcalf. They have Tyler Lockett. Noah Fant now. They
0: Chris have, Carson.
1: Chris Carson. Rashad Penny is back. I think you address the tackle. Yeah, it's such an interesting because if they're going into rebuild mode, which by all accounts it looks like they're doing, they they weren't a good team with Russell Wilson last year. Obviously, you missed some time, but they weren't a good team with Russell Wilson last year. Mm-hmm. Now you ship him off. Drew Locke is your guy for now. Uh, man, I don't know their direction. If they're rebuilding, why is Pete Carroll still there? Yeah. He is too old and too set in his ways to be part of a rebuild. Retire. He keeps Call saying they quit. believe
0: they're like a few players away. <laughs> I can't Yeah, say. you're a Russell Wilson away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with Charles Cross here. It's a good pick. Like, offensive line is a, it's always going to be a build for the future. Uh, draft pick Trayvon Walker would probably be my personal pick, but I I don't know. I, I have a hard time predicting the Seahawks. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'll talk for a bit so you can look at who you want to pick for Washington because I think the Jets just got their dream scenario. Mm-hmm. You you take a little bit of a risk by taking a cornerback so early, a Gardner, who I mean, looking at the board now, it's like he probably wouldn't have gone anyway. But you go ahead and get your guy um at four and then two quarterbacks go a tackle goes wide receiver tackle and now not a single edge has been taken and you get the third edge off the board and i mean we've we've talked about it a few times some people might say the second edge in the whole class uh trayvon walker out of georgia who just lit up the combine um one of those situations where the combine mattered a lot for him um he tested in crazy percentiles um, I saw a tweet the other day comparing him to, I want to get it right. I think it was Miles Garrett um, or did Davion Clowney. I can't remember. But basically all of the uh, percentages were like one away from each other. He was like an identical athlete uh, to those guys. Obviously, he needs to work on his pass uh, moves. He's seen as more of an athlete that runs really well um, sideline to sideline. Um, can play across that whole defensive line. But his uh, pass rushing moves aren't amazing, and his percentage, um, like rushing the passer, aren't great. But he's still athletic. People seem to think he's going to be incredible if someone can develop him. Um, yeah, 6'5", 272, big guy.
1: Yeah, I think he's an absolute freak. fallen to 10 would be. A dream come true for the Jets. Getting wow, that'll be an incredible defensive start to the draft. Getting Sauce Gardner and Trayvon Walker uh, without without having to move for them. So that'll be huge win for the Jets. There are so (laughs) it's funny. So there's some DK Metcalf trade rumors, and one of Mm -hmm. the things I saw thrown out there is Seattle trading uh DK cause the Jets are in the wide receiver market clearly yep. they were going after Tyreek now I wouldn't imagine they trade the number 10 pick for a wide receiver like DK because they weren't willing to include that in the trade for Tyreek yeah um but I saw it thrown out there that the Seahawks trade DK for that number 10 pick which would be unbelievably funny considering that is Seattle's pick yeah. that they gave for <laughs> Jamal Adams yeah um, but I wouldn't expect that to happen. Trayvon Walker falls like, there.
0: And it's not good for Seattle either. Like No one you take at 10 is going to give you the value that DK gives you right now. But no. again, if you're trying to rebuild, I don't know.
1: So this is a position that I would, if the board fell this way, I would expect, I don't know which team would be moving up, but I would expect someone to be aggressive after at this number 11 pick. Uh, I'm a big believer in general going for best available on mm-hmm. the draft and the number one player on the board right now would be Kyle Hamilton. he is considered I mean I've seen him mocked up to like the Jets Three. at four yeah. I've seen him like in that range he's an absolute freak and so if the board fell this way, I would not I would be far from surprised if a team that had safety as a need and was more in a win now a situation would be aggressive after him. Washington, it's not so much a need, but best player available, Kyle Hamilton falls to 11. That's going to be the pick here.
0: Yeah, I like that. I was trying to look and see if there was like trade potential.
1: I was looking at it, but it feels
0: like maybe the Steelers would trade up, but not if it fell this way. I mean, two quarterbacks already off the board, they're not going to trade that far up, especially when everyone in between them doesn't need one.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, Steelers are definitely in a trade up scenario for a quarterback like that's and that could be very well in play uh wasn't it wasn't too long ago so it's interesting at 11 Kyle Hamilton safety safety is not considered a high value position in the draft that's why you kind of rarely see you know you see maybe like one a year or something first round safeties go and usually that's of the back half of the first round if it does happen but Kyle Hamilton is just an absolute Freak athlete, really good instincts. He can cover a ton of ground uh, in the secondary, and so that, that's my almost problem with some team trade and trying to trade up for him is that being aggressive for a lesser value pick, even if he is a is a freak talent, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't necessarily work out. Like a couple of years ago when we saw Steelers trade up from twenty to ten with the broncos to go get devin bush that really hasn't worked out for them that really came back to bite them in the butt and so for them in particular some in caution there but uh just in general that's not something that would happen a to ton is being aggressive trade up yeah. for a position of lesser draft value
0: also having him back there with cam curl
1: oh. it's a fun
0: secondary okay. um yeah, and that, that defense just keeps getting better and better, at least on paper, right? At least
1: on paper, because the last year their defense sucked.
0: Yeah, I think I took them super early in fantasy. Like, I took them, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how many rounds we do in fantasy, but toward way before anyone else, like a round or two early before the next defense was taken out Washington. You like doing that a lot, I where do. you take... I like grabbing the number one in that position group early.
1: Mm-hmm. Versus where the classical that would be like kickers the second or right kickers last round defense second to last round
0: yep so that yeah that didn't work out <laughs> dropped it <them, laughs> pretty quick um i think it's a great pick next with the vikings some people's number one cornerback has fallen very far mm-hmm. and after his effortless pro day in which he said he was still recovering but he like jumped 38 inches without jumping he like if you watch it it's just effortless he doesn't bend his knees at all he just springs up and gets 38 inches off of that but i think the vikings would be thrilled if Derek stingley junior fell to them and that's who's going to go in this spot Derek stingley um goes number 12 to the vikings who are in need of some secondary help and i know some people have liked trent mcduffie here and i think he could absolutely be the pick but that's only if Derek Stingley isn't there, right? If Derek Stingley gets taken early. And in this one where we have two quarterbacks inside of the top 10, you're starting to see really quality players that you assume are top 10 picks um, go outside of it, even if it's just slightly outside of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's definitely an interesting... Um, for most of the draft prep, draft season, it's considered one, two... Uh, pretty clearly on Sauce Gardner and Derek mm-hmm. Stingley. Derek Stingley, along with Kayvon Thibodeau, is one of those guys that has had a perceived draft fall mm-hmm. throughout the process, kind of falling down some boards. And he definitely, and he has some question marks. Obviously, he came into LSU and in his first year was unbelievable, and then he missed a lot of time, and then when he was on the field, just wasn't quite as good. But. um But still high.
0: And, like, is Patrick Peterson going to be your corner at at the Vikings? That was a
1: one-year deal to re-sign, I believe.
0: Yeah. Uh, So. They've got them, uh, Cam Dansler, which I think fourth-round pick last year or two years ago out of um, Mississippi State. I don't think he's going to be. It's just weak at the cornerback spot. And if you think about. The division they're in, it's an okay place to be weak, but you got to think the um, Packers are about to pick up a wide receiver or two. And, I mean, Mooney's just going to keep cooking uh, Mm -hmm. Vikings out there. (laughs) Yes. Money with two Uh, O's, baby.
1: So on this next pick, the Texans are back on the clock. A lot of different directions they could go here. Uh, They started the draft. (laughs) This is their second pick they have. They addressed offensive tackle. And again I've said this many times on the podcast before I believe when you have a young quarterback the first step that you do is you make sure you are taking care of him give him every single opportunity to succeed and so I am a big fan of drafting drafting defense or drafting offense helping your young quarterback out, see what you got, and then if it looks promising, then you use kind of the back half of his rookie deal to build the defense and use that as hopefully your window to compete. Yeah. Uh, and so I am going to add some more help for the um, for General Mills, and I'm going to take a wide receiver. He's, probably, he's a lot of people's one. He's a guy that may be able to pro- and provide the most like difference-making ability to an offense I'm going with Jamison Williams. Hey. Uh dude Good is pick. crazy fast. He's a great route runner. Uh route wanna.
0: Wow, wanna. wow wanna He's our first <laughs> one to <wow, wanna. laughs>
1: Yeah, and so I think he is absolutely yeah, very di- as a dynamic element to the offense. It's interesting cuz Brandon Cooks is a lot of times is that kind of vertical Right guy. So I could see the like Drake London would be a very natural fit for me if he were still available. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the other guys, uh, Traylon I mean, Traylon Burks kind of makes a little more uh, a little more sense maybe. But um, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen much connection with him and the Texans. I haven't seen a talk with Jamison Williams either. But uh, adding in a weapon, making sure General Mos has every every opportunity to succeed. I'm all about it. That's how, that's kind of the route that I would go.
0: It's going to be so interesting be to see if, if Houston agrees. Like if they – because with a lot of rookies, I mean we've talked about it, seeing what they have, I wonder if their draft will clearly depict that they want to do that. Because mm-hmm. they're kind of at a point where, I mean, like it says, they need every position. Are they just going to take best player available or are they going to try to purposefully see what they have at – um At quarterback, quarterback. yeah. Yeah, So because
1: I mean, especially with a guy like, with like Davis Mills, who started like he had he had a solid rookie year. He's a third round guy. mm -hmm. You have him on four years for his rookie deal. You want to know early what you're building around, and I think. So yeah, so if they want to be aggressive in next year's draft to move up, like. This this I don't think this is a make-it-or-break-it year for Davis Mills unless he just comes out and looks awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the slightly later-round quarterbacks, you kind of want to know earlier what direction you want to commit your franchise to.
0: Yep, yep. Okay, love it. Ravens are next, and Ravens are one that I find super interesting to draft for. Um, the two players that I immediately... And I thought maybe you'd take one so that the other one would be on the board um, and it would make my decision easy. But I'm between Trent McDuffie um, and Jordan Davis as my two. Mm-hmm. So either big old Jordan Davis or Trent McDuffie. Um, I've seen both linked pretty heavily to the Ravens here. I've also seen Jordan Davis linked to the Texans. So I thought maybe that'd be like a, um, an easy decision for me between Trent McDuffie and Jordan Davis. Um I think I'm going to go Jordan Davis. He
1: he just stands out to me as a Ravens type of pick. Yeah. Like I, just throughout this whole process he's just kind of felt that way.
0: Yeah, me, me as well. And it's just uh <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Davis on the Ravens, it, it it just brings me back to when the Ravens were really dominant on defense and mm-hmm. that could be a ton of fun. Um yeah, okay. I've talked about it a, a bit, but Jordan Davis, athletic freak, um, quite literally big in like awesome. the 99th percentile for all the testing for a person at his size, which there, to be fair, hasn't been a lot of people <laughs> at his size coming out. Um, and he can move and he can do it well. Uh, okay, kind of aside, because I was thinking about big people, Makai Beckton, did you see the training video that came out? Uh, mm-hmm. I think yesterday.
1: I remember he was the one that did like the jumping out of the pool stuff. Yeah,
0: insane. I'm about to sneeze. It's not gonna. I can ah, see it on your face. It might go away. Um, Mackay Becton to yesterday was doing farmer's carry. You know, you carry like the two dumbbells Mm -hmm. and you just walk whatever, like twenty yards back and forth. He was carrying two hundred pounds in each hand. Oh my! Walking effortlessly. Uh, If you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's one of the weirdest. It looks like he's like holding like like groceries where he's just like casually walking. (laughs) Around with 200 pounds in each hand. It's insane. That's ridiculous. Anyway, reminds me of that, right? A big guy with absurd power. Um, Jordan Davis goes to the Ravens. Yeah,
1: Jordan Davis, obviously, his bigger concern would be, is he limited to being a run stopper? Like, can he progress and be a three-down type of tackle? Like, can he be in the game on passing downs? And his athletic profile makes people more often. Like, the 40 shouldn't matter that much for... Defensive tackle? No, it shouldn't. But like, it was so funny seeing the narrative. Like when they see Mark run the forty, people are starting talking about, "Oh now yeah, he's he, can, he can get out of the." He, now he's a lock. Now he can get after the. Uh, like now, it's more belief that he can be able to get uh, get a solid pass rush going. Yeah, and that doesn't alleviate my, my concerns the same amount. Other than confirms how big of a freak athlete he is. Uh, but yeah I think he's just a, a great talent. Eagles talked about him earlier when discussing the trade and kind of their big needs their what people have thought they could go with their three first round picks is linebacker which isn't as high is not a super high value position in the draft typically defensive back and wide receiver and right here Trent McDuffie has fallen to them at 15 I think they're happy to take him uh, and address cornerback quarter, there.
0: Yeah, great pick, too, because I think, <clears throat> excuse me, out of the... Oh, my goodness. I'm going to take a quick break and get some water. Okay. Do you want anything? <laughs> Basically, what I was going to do was talk about uh, Trent McDuffie and how he could potentially go like to the Chargers. So you're not really worried about um, losing, because I think after Trent McDuffie, there's a tier break of wide receivers, and there's kind of a break from there. Even if the Chargers end up taking a wide receiver, the Eagles... In their next one, if they still want a wide receiver, still have like a pretty good selection between Olave, Burks, Garrett Wilson, right, whoever. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get some water. Um Nice.
1: Bye. Yeah. You could have just left it to me talking. You just I know, okay but I think fine. now they're
0: like a part of it. The the listeners appreciate
1: how candid you are. Yeah. But yeah, so Trent McDuffie, he is most people's I'd say most people's uh number three cornerback. He's actually my number four. Um, but yeah, he's Considered uh, out of Washington, I believe we talked about it at some point of how he was it like a bit of a gambler, almost. I don't know. There are two two kind of highly touted cornerbacks uh, from Washington that could be going in this draft, and kind of like Cole said, I perceive them to have their pick of the litter at wide receiver, or at least get a quality one left. The Chargers are definitely they're considered wide receiver, one of their needs. I've said it many times before on this podcast. I don't necessarily see it happening. I'm a believer in uh, Josh Palmer, and they obviously just paid Mike Williams a bag. They have Keenan Allen still there, and so unless they plan on him moving at some point soon, I don't know what his contract situation is. I would expect more than likely that the Chargers would address other needs, particularly tackle, um, but I think the will the Eagles should have the wide receiver they want at 18, or even Devin Lloyd is kind of the highest dra- uh, highest considered linebacker and the draft, him into Kobe Dean. So maybe they go that way too, because linebacker yeah. is a huge need for them. But yeah, Trent McDuffie, Giants yeah. back on the clock. And they earlier, they traded back to get these picks with the Saints. They have 16-19 and 19 now, so two picks coming up. And earlier in the draft, they took Evan Neal at tackle.
0: And now you're in a place where, one of your team needs also fits an appropriate place to take that player. So when we think about safeties, we talked about not super high value. That's why you could easily see Kyle Hamilton slip out of the top 10. <clears throat> also, Devin Lloyd is a player that you could easily see slip out of the top 10 as well. Um, Giants need linebacker. At this point, you'd be drafting edge four, five, um, which I think they'd still be happy with. But... You have another pick at 19, um, and like we talked about, the Eagles do need linebacker. They don't typically pick linebackers in the first round. That's been like the discussion of, well, don't even bother because they never pick it in the first round. So, But it's still a need, and Edge is not as much of a need for the following two teams. So I think you can go ahead and pick Devin Lloyd here at 16. That's my thought process with the Giants. So you get who's my linebacker one as well. I really like Devin Lloyd. Um, a lot of maybe consensus linebacker one. I think mostly consensus line, consensus linebacker one. Uh, but Devin Lloyd goes to the Giants at 16 and the Chargers are now on the clock.
1: So Chargers on the clock, and I'm going to take my favorite tackle remaining, uh, Trevor Penning out of uh, UNI, Northern Iowa. So I like him a lot. He is versatile he when Spencer Brown was there uh he was a tackle last in last year's draft Trevor Penning also was he was able to navigate to guard and was very effective there moved out to tackle he is so he has versatility Chargers need a tackle badly and you have Justin Herbert you've locked up some weapons for him re-signing Mike Williams to that big contract make sure that he is protected they obviously have Austin Eckler that offense is dynamic through free agency and trading bringing in jC Jackson mm-hmm. and Khalil Mack they've addressed defense heavily so for me it's you're either going cornerback or you're going offense and you're going wide receiver tackle i think tackle seems much more likely it's a much more pressing need mm-hmm. in my mind and if they want to add a second round wide receiver or something, You can do that and kind of go for a little more upside there, but Trevor Penning, best tackle available on the board. That's the route I'm going.
0: Nice. I like that a lot. Um, Okay, Eagles back on the board. I actually don't know if I'm going to go wide receiver here. Okay. I think there might be some in the Eagles camp that believe if they draft a wide receiver now, they're giving up on Jalen Rager, which they should. Yes, they should. They absolutely should. But I'm also getting so swayed by the official visits. (laughs) <laughs> they don't have a single wide receiver that has visited. Really? How that much feels of crazy. has been released? Um, it looks like half, a little under half. So they have. I won't name all the players, but by position, they have one quarterback. Which weird? Why would you even bring in a quarterback? Did something happen? Oh, you looked yeah, shocked for a second. Um,
1: this is really sad. Uh, Dwayne Haskins uh, was hit by a car. Oh my he goodness. Away.
0: Um, oh man,
1: that's crazy.
0: He was training in South Florida with other Steelers quarterbacks. Oh dang, that's so sad. Wow, I know he's had like a rough up and down, but mm-hmm. but still so sad. Man, yeah. well, man, that's
1: yeah, that's tough. Uh, <laughs> that's a uh, sad news to get in the middle of a podcast.
0: Yeah, um, right. prayers up there. Okay, we'll try to jump back in. You know, obviously, tough news to hear in the middle of the pod, but Haskins, man, what a roller coaster career he had. Sad, sad. Sad, sad. Okay, back to the Eagles. Uh, There's not a great way to transition, so I'm just going to, like, hard transition. (laughs) Um, Back to the Eagles and their official visits.
1: uh, Because they've had about 10. Had about 10.
0: One quarterback, two offensive linemen, Three defensive linemen, including Jordan Davis, who's already gone. Kayvon Thibodeau. You guys thinking he's going to fall that far? And Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner. He's not going to fall that far. And then two more corners, Andrew Booth and Marcus Jones. Um, which, again, there's still visits to be had. But I'm going to believe that they are not going to take a wide receiver. Wow. Um, For
1: me, this will be a smash pick at wide receiver.
0: Yeah. No. I... Uh,
1: for me, I'd be sm-
0: <laughs> I like
1: hammering Traylon Burks to the Eagles here.
0: It makes the most sense if you're going to take a wide receiver for who they have, right? You're not going to take another light wide receiver. You already have Devontae Smith. Um, who else is on the Eagles depth chart for? Greg Ward. Greg Ward. I mean, he's so good.
1: All-time great San Antonio <laughs> commander, baby.
0: Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, are. Ar- Apparently, I've heard arcega Whiteside. You know how you're absolutely, actually supposed to say that? Hmm. Arcega. with a lisp. Like it's no. I'm pretty it's sure you just to be arcega Whiteside. I
1: don't think it is. I think it's trash.
0: <laughs> That's so true. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna shock the nation.
1: Oh goodness! I'm gonna take Devonte Wyatt. Matt Corral. Oh. <laughs>
0: Devonte Wyatt, interior defensive lineman. Um, I'm believing the hype that they're, they're investing in the defense. And I think Devontae Wyatt is a great tackle or a great interior defensive lineman. Um, a lot of people is number one still, I think it could be a more consistent starter than Jordan Davis, right? Jordan Davis, maybe more of a rotational guy, but yeah. While a lot of people might've assumed hammer the wide receiver, which I'm even like, Debating why I did that But <laughs> I'm buying into the visits
1: uh, I'll also say In the first round I'm typical there, There's some quality second round wide receivers still So they could still address wide receiver in the draft mm-hmm. And they also Like in the first round I'm typically in the mindset of best player available And I assume, assume Devonte Wyatt Is your best player Was he yeah. your best player available there uh, And so mm, I'm definitely yes, um, Definitely I'm fine with that pick. uh, Building the defense, which was, you know, so-so last year. Their offense, when their offense really turned it around last year was when they really committed to the run. Mm -hmm. And so they definitely could be adding uh, some weapons to the passing game, but they could be fine to wait on that.
0: um, And I also think you're not going to be a high-volume passing offense anyway. I think where Jalen Hurts is going to thrive the most is Mm -hmm. when you establish the running game Mm -hmm. and then you do play action.
1: Which is also kind of why, though, I think Traylon Burks is almost a, is a really good fit yeah. there because he provides utility. We saw him using so many different ways mm-hmm. in the Bryles offense that uh, he could he could be a factor that affects the running game with the way you bring him in motion to do different things. Have RPOs, you use them in the screen game as that kind of like modified run game. Uh, so.
0: I will say their next pick isn't until fifty one. Mm-hmm. So it's like halfway through the second round, yeah. which isn't amazing. But
1: Giants are back on the clock. They've addressed offensive line. They added a linebacker, and here I have them adding an edge again. They are in rebuild mode, so I think it. It would not surprise me if they go. Either, you know, best player available is probably the most prominent option for the Giants, but also addressing high value and need positions, and so that edge rush. Is that for me? They've yep. addressed the offense. addressed the offensive side already. Some. I'm going to add one of the draft risers throughout the process. I'm going to go Jermaine Johnson. Love it out of Florida State. So I know some people fallen
0: aren't. far enough.
1: Yeah. So he's been mocked all over the place. Um, but yeah. So I've I've seen I've seen him plenty in the top ten in mocks. Mm-hmm. Um, so he falls to the at 19. So that's a great draft value he's unpol like he has a lot of things to improve on but I think as a talent that they can build around moving forward they're not necessarily they're definitely not in a win now state and so adding key pieces to their defense they all they have to definitely in this draft offense tackle defense run you build in the trenches when you're in a rebuild and I think that's where they're gonna be looking to go in this draft.
0: Mm, I love that. I think we probably let him fall too far. I think he's a really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, rumor that he's going to go number four to the Jets. Um, Jets Nation apparently loves him. But, okay, Steelers are up, and I have no idea what to do. <laughs> um, they have brought in... Back to the do you
1: ha- do you have any interest here in like a Desmond with Desmond Ritter yeah. if you went quarterback be
0: the pick here I think Desmond Ritter would be the pick they've brought in every quarterback they brought in Sam Howell Matt Corral Malik Willis Desmond Ritter Carson Strong and Kenny Pickett they brought in the top six quarterbacks in the class on their ugh, man this is a tough one
1: yeah it is a tough one
0: because I don't think I would personally go quarterback at this spot I would let it ride with Mitch. Um And I don't know, just take someone that would better your entire team. Their defense feels pretty set. Wide receivers feel pretty set. Uh, I'm going to go quarterback. I think ultimately it's they're hedging their bets with Mitch Trubisky. Maybe they feel good about where the rest of the team is. I'm going to take Desmond Ritter here at 20.
1: Yeah, he's had more buzz as of late Mm -hmm. in the quarterback conversations, they could get a quarterback here without having to trade up so that it would be obviously a benefit for, for their future assets, and Desmond Ritter does have a lot of things that you look for in a quality quarterback. His his accuracy, a lot of people believe that it's kind of like his footwork is kind of the issue, and that's something that would be potentially very correctable at the next yeah. level.
0: He also apparently interviewed the best out of, like, every quarterback, shows a lot of intelligence, shows um, a lot of maturity. I, I know one of the issues with Matt Corral, because I've been trying to figure out why Matt Corral's not, like, a consistently mocked-in-the-first-round quarterback. Uh, apparently the main concern with him, besides his ability to read defenses, is his ability to lead men that have families and that are, like, adult people. Because apparently... <laughs> They're like, mm-hmm. it's all great when Matt Corral is getting along with his uh, coach, Lane Kiffin. Um, but when you have to lead other men that have like full families, we just, apparently, he's pretty childish and like not a stand up guy in interviews. <laughs> and, Interesting. <laughs> I don't know if that's like old coach speak for. He's a zoomer and he that, says sheesh and that, <laughs> like
1: That reminds me of kinda of like that scene in Moneyball where they're talking about these different yeah like completely intangible traits. Exactly. And it's like just I don't know, maybe you're overthinking that too much, but that could be a thing. Anyway, Patri- Patriots on the clock. Patriots on the clock, I've said it many times before. When you have a young quarterback give him every reason every opportunity to succeed i have them going wide receiver here i can't bring myself to go trailing burks <laughs> and i think garrett wilson available i think that's the way they're going to go here he's a lot of people like these top five wide receivers are listed in all sorts of orders he's so he's a lot of people's one adds, a, adds some great speed adds adds just a talent level to this office that they're really missing at wide receiver. The Patriots have quite a bit of needs uh, in my Mm -hmm. eyes. Like, they've they've hemorrhaged a lot in free agency. They haven't brought in basically anyone, and so they have a lot of areas to address. Their defense lost a lot of pieces. But, again, give Mac Jones every opportunity to succeed, bring in a weapon. Yeah.
0: No, I love that. I think Garrett Wilson's a good pick there, and it makes this pick... Just so incredibly easy. The Green Bay Packers with pick twenty two, take wide receiver, Traylon Burns. Oh, Traylon Burks. <laughs> and it fits the type of wide receiver that they've been rumored to want, right? Is this big body wide receiver. Luke, I don't think you were getting him regardless. If he didn't go no, to twenty two, he was going to twenty four.
1: I know. I, I just don't want him on the Packers. I know. I just don't like I would rather him on like I would rather dynasty. him on the Cowboys almost. <laughs>
0: Like,
1: I don't know, it would be fun to see him with, as, like, potentially as the Aaron Rodgers won.
0: Yeah. And in Matt Lafleur's offense, I think it'd be fun. Um, but yeah, Traylon Burks. It's
1: just so easy to discredit Ty's, ties fandom of the Cowboys, whereas you can't really do, the, do that with Jerry. You can kind <laughs> of do it with Ken now that the Chiefs windows yeah. opened up, but like, even so, it would just be, I don't know, I feel like it would be a lot.
0: Yeah, it would be. Great get Um, for the
1: Packers, though. (laughs) Oh,
0: great get for the Packers. Great get for Traylon, to be honest, as well. But anyway, Traylon Burks at 22.
1: Yeah. Good pick. Okay, well, here. (laughs) (laughs) Man, okay, so. On the clock is the Cardinals, and I think they could very well be in the wide receiver market. I would for for them. I think it more it makes more sense to go kind of second round wide receiver. They have some offensive line needs that need to be addressed. They need uh, some secondary help. So I'm kind of torn between going going the cornerback route and going offensive line. But I think yeah they need some interior offensive line. I think they address center and I think they bring in Tyler Lindenbaum who is a lot of like he may be the best lineman in the draft. Mm -hmm. Now he plays center, which is a lesser regarded position, like a less valued position in the draft, but getting potentially the best offensive lineman, helping out Kyler. um, He ran a lot of scramble drill last year uh, when he, when he was healthy. And so that Linda good addition. We saw what, how big of an impact Creed Humphrey's made for the Chiefs last Mm -hmm. year, bringing him in as a rookie center. And if Tyler Lindenbaum is as good as he projects to be, he could be a real difference-making offensive lineman there at 23 for the Cardinals. Yeah,
0: love that. Love that, love that. Okay, now I'm at the Cowboys. Like I said earlier, Traylon Burks would have been an auto-pick here. There is Chris Olave, but... I just don't know what you're getting with Chris Olave, skill set-wise, that you're not already getting with the wide receivers you have. More of a Chris route runner. Probably wouldn't go as deep down the field. I don't know. And again, I'm looking at their their visits.
1: As a Michael Gallup owner, I am really hoping they don't go. (laughs) As a Michael Gallup dynasty owner, I really hope they don't go wide receiver here. Yeah.
0: I think they might though.
1: I think that no, I think they very well could.
0: Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go Chris Olave here. Um, reason reason being I think they do just operate the best when they have a ton of weapons. And even though so you lost Amari Cooper, but you also lost Cedric Wilson, who was a good fill and like probably would have played this role if he was still on the Cowboys. Um, as much as I like N'Kobe Dean here, everyone knows I'm a big N'Kobe Dean of the Cowboys guy. Um, I think it would just be so much fun on that defense. He's not on their visits. <laughs> <laughs> and so unless oh you gosh. wanted me to take Quay Walker here, it's just not happening.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Cow- and Cowboys are definitely in an interesting position. I could definitely see them going wide receiver. They could be addressing offensive line if the right guy falls to them. Yep, um, But... Yeah, and Chris Olave, I think that's a fine pick. The CD, there are concerns. concern. Like, CD was has been a good wide receiver in his first two years, but, like, is he an alpha one? Like, it, can he sustain that? We saw it in flashes in games last year, but seeing con- continued success as the number one wide receiver without Amari Cooper and without a ton of other help, I think you have some question marks there where it could be Adding an early wide receiver to even overtake like a one A or like a one B there, versus also you know drawing some coverage away from CD that could be a great Mm and great collection of weapons for them there to add Chris Olave and seems like a very Jerry Jones move to do. Bills on it also seems
0: like a wide receiver by committee type of team, like where they don't have the for sure one. Yeah, Uh, Bills.
1: this pick is very easy for me. So I think the most <clears throat> fun situation, I want the Bills to add a wide receiver in the first round, mm-hmm. namely Traylon Burks, uh, if it yep. can happen. But if that doesn't happen, right? now, if the draft for today, cornerback is a much more pressing issue than wide receiver for the Bills, I expect us to add someone, like I'm really hoping on the – we just recently extended Stefan Diggs opened mm-hmm. up some cap space I'm still hopeful on james Bradbury deal and trade for that and trade for him happening even Stefan Gilmore has been rumored but I'm not certain on that Joe Hayden like we need to add some cornerback piece but as the roster stands today I think we'd almost certainly be going cornerback in the draft and my number three cornerback in the draft is on the board he's great he's Great in the run fit, which really well, like attacking downhill, busting up screen game, uh, which is big for Sean McDermott defense. I'm taking Andrew Booth mm-hmm. out of Clemson. I think, yeah, so Bills, they lost Levi Wallace in the offseason to let him walk, uh, go to the Steelers on the two-year deal. And so right now you have Tredavious White, who is obviously he's an all-pro corner, but he is coming off a torn ACL, may not be back until even like the middle of the season. And then you have Dane Jackson, who was our corner— like, he he played decently last year. He played pretty well mm-hmm. uh, come, when Tredavious White went down and he had to step up. But he's he'd now be our cornerback one on the outside. And so cornerback is a pressing need for now and moving forward. And so Andrew Booth, I'm in love with his film. I think he would be the player I'd be most excited to add— Outside of wide receiver.
0: Yeah. He he's nice. And you I think it is pretty likely he gets here because Mm -hmm. of his recent he had surgery on his core. Pretty minor, but enough to maybe like push him back. Right, a tiebreaker. And so um I like Andrew Booth here. What are your thoughts on Kyer Elam? I personally have Elam ahead of Booth. I
1: like Elam too, and I'd be okay with that. But just for the McDermott system, Andrew Booth, yeah, just the way he attack, like the way he attacks downhill. We rely on our corners uh, in the run uh, run game. Mm-hmm. We played the highest percentage of nickel defense of any team in the league, and so having some aggressive corners kind of helps with that. And I like, so I like him as a Bills fit in particular.
0: Yeah. Okay. Love that. You get three picks last year. Yeah, great player. Anyway, I was just looking at some of his stats. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, great pick. Next is the Titans, which is just so interesting. I feel like people are consistently mocking another wide receiver to the Titans. Um,
1: and that part of that's amid some A.J. Brown speculation on what his right, future with the team right.
0: is. Julio's gone, but you do bring in... Um, oh, no. Rams. Why am I? Robert Woods. Thank you. Bobby Trees. Robbie Woods. Yeah. Um, on the outside to be with A.J. Brown. I personally, I mean, you have Derrick Henry. And so if you have a need that involves making Derrick Henry better, I think you just have to continue to pursue that. And so I'm going to bring in Zion Johnson here, mm-hmm. um, guard, uh, pick 26. I just hey, realize it's 10.30. You have to be somewhere at 11.
1: Yeah, he's my, he'd probably be my second best player available at this point outside of uh, David Ajabu. Cool. Um, but, and much more position and need ready to help now, obviously with a job who you're waiting on a guy potentially who just had that Achilles injury. Right. Um, but Zion Johnson, he's easily my number one offensive lineman available uh, at this point. And the Titans need the offensive line help. Like you said, Derek Henry, you're on a ticking clock with Derrick Henry. He yeah. is the center. Uh, he is the center point of your offense. Last year, he went out with that injury, and running backs on these massive deals typically lose effectiveness mm-hmm. at, around this point in their deal. Yep. And so you want to be able to get the absolute most out of him moving forward. They've got the one seat without Derrick Henry yeah. for most um, for a lot of the season. So they could <laughs> they could be in a very interesting position uh, coming into this next year, but offensive line is something that needs to be addressed more so than wide receiver in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Buccaneers on the clock. They could use some interior offensive line help. They could use they um they are in a win now state. Like they yep. a, a guy like David Ajabu, who could be tempting, he's not gonna help them much this next year. They're on they are very much on a taking clock with the Tom Brady situation. Mm-hmm. And so I don't I think that's pretty much out of the picture for them. Uh, George Karlofis is available at edge that they could add, but I think if they're going to go defense, I think it's more likely that they go. I, I personally think it's more likely that they go cornerback. Their secondary mm. was an issue last year. I mean, a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries, and so they have guys returning. But Kyer Elam is who I would be adding here for the Bucks. I like that, getting a solid solid corner again pass defense was their big issue last year yep he's a guy that can come and help day one and that's exactly what they need they need day one help and so
0: love it love it love it okay green bay is up again and they will make the playoffs like their their division their division is cake right now even if they just bring in like one wide receiver, it's probably enough to get there. With They have a great running game. I think they have enough, and no matter what, they're going to make the playoffs.
1: I feel like with their wide receiver situation, I would. Exp- they have two first-round picks, two second-round picks. I think they could very well do a first-round wide receiver and a second-round wide receiver mm-hmm. unless it fell to a certain way that different – the guys they're in love with or on the board, I wouldn't expect them to go back-to-back wide receiver in the first round, but I do expect them to spend two, at least two a high draft capital picks on wide receivers.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, I was just checking one more thing. With all that in mind, I, you're going to make the playoffs. I'm going to take someone that might be able to help you once you make the playoffs. He won't be there the whole season. We've been talking about him, David Ajabo. Okay. I think adding a rotational edge guy that you don't need to play immediately because your defense is already pretty good. And I honestly just don't love the offensive line here right now. I'm not a big uh believer in Kenyon Green. I think David Ajabo, prior to injury, was like a top fifteen player. And so you get him at twenty eight and then you get him to help in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a tad earlier, right?
1: Um And they obviously just they lost to Darius Smith this mm-hmm. off season. And so they have a uh, there are their other god they're gonna be building on moving forward. Bustery Gary. Bustery, Got a nice Gary. Michigan connection there. But again, I do believe that the Packers are or that David Ajabu is the best player on the board. Mm-hmm. Sucks or that the Achilles injury happened. But if you if you can afford to wait it out, then Packers could be getting a really solid piece moving forward. And it's not just obviously like you said they're going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, Like <laughs> Chicago is in disarray. The Lions are very much in a rebuild. The Vikings defense is just incredibly trash. They're going through a coaching change. So just the way the div- the division is set up should be cake for them. They have, I would expect they have about a three-year window with Rogers left. Mm-hmm. And Ajabu, while he may not be impactful first year, moving forward, uh, could be really big for him.
0: If it's six months, which that's not right, that's the exception, not the yep. not what's going to happen every time, that would be September. seven. I mean, I think eight, nine months, you could easily get them like a month before the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, I think I'm Chiefs on the clock. I have a very clear top five wide receivers. Those are all gone at this point. Wide receiver has a huge need for them. Again, I've said it before, I think they could be a team that could look to trade up in the draft but in that like in 13 to 25 range, 28 range, there's so many teams with wide receivers in need that if they want to get that group, I think it's very likely that they would want to trade up. I have one more that's kind of one more wide receiver on the board that's kind of fringe first round for me that I think they're going to go with, a guy that can play on the outside cuz they obviously brought they brought in Juju to play uh, play slot. They have MVS on the outside who they paid three or $30 million. And then they have Travis Kelsey, but they definitely need to add another weapon. I'm going to go with Jahan Dotson. Yep. Like I've it. been saying it for a while. If I were to project, if I were to guess how many wide receivers go in the first round, I'm saying six, cause I'm saying those five that I really believe in. And then one more slips in and Dotson is the guy is the next guy up for me. Uh, very talented. Yeah. I mean, who he had some crazy catches uh, at Penn State. And so I think yeah, adding a weapon is a very big priority for the Chiefs after losing Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. And so with this pick, that's the route I'm going with it. With and this is the pick that they got from the Dolphins in that trade.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I love that. Sorry, I was making a ton of <laughs> weird noises. Um man Okay, I know who I'm going to take. I haven't normally taken this player this high. Um, this the Chiefs again. Chiefs Boy. again. Yeah, Jahan Dotson went uh, a second ago. I'm going to go with a little bit of secondary help. I'm going to bring in Daxton Hill, the cornerback oh, slash Michigan. safety out of Michigan. And the reason is his versatility. He's a guy that can play corner, slot corner, but he can also play safety, Um I know they brought in Justin Reed, right, um, for safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
1: they sent him to a pretty big deal. Yeah, They let Honey Badger walk.
0: They're Matthew replacement, but they still need help in secondary. And getting someone versatile like Daxton Hill to play both corner and safety, I'm pretty high on Daxton Hill as a prospect in general, um, and I think he can do enough things for your defense uh, to help with the secondary.
1: Mm-hmm. They need the secondary help. Particularly in the division they're in, going against yes. Russell, going against Russell Wilson, going against Herbert with those weapons, and now Derek Carr obviously has Devontae Adams. Um, so, so they definitely will need the help in the secondary. Uh, I don't know much about Jackson Hill, but um, yeah, good player. That's I think positionally that definitely makes sense for them. Uh, Physical win now team. Bengals do, do, on the do clock. the Bengals trade out. I think there is a possibility. There's not enough. offensive alignment that I love here, but I don't I know th- who think, trades
0: up for it though.
1: Yeah, I don't know who trades up for it. Maybe someone that's interested in like a Sam Howell or or a Matt Corral. But I think best player available, something that stood out. Their defense really anchored their Super Bowl run. Like mm-hmm. it's fun. It like and I love Joe Burrow. He got way too much credit for. How their team actually performed throughout the playoffs to get them there. Yeah, but Trey Hendrickson was special at at rush for last year. They addressed offensive line pretty heavily in free agency, and so while I could see them continuing to add some offensive line help throughout this draft, I think here they go best player available and adding an edge rusher play in to rotate in. Play opposite of Trey Hendrickson, George Karloftis out of Purdue. I like that. Um,
0: just bringing in all the white edge players. Listen,
1: you can ne- <laughs> you can never have enough quality pass rushers. That yep. is such a huge difference maker. Trey Hendrickson tore up the Chiefs in that playoff game, um, and I, th- I, I I've been big on him for a while. But just adding, yeah, a position that you can't have enough depth on adding quality player that uh, what PFF had him at, like, what did they have him right? They had him in like the top 15 or something. Among they are their very high on Very George high Paul on office. him. Uh, so it just, I mean, it, one of those players, it just takes one to buy in. Yep. And so if they don't go offensive line, they have all the weapons covered on offense. And adding to the defense, uh, secondary could make sense, but the value is there with Carl Loftus.
0: Yep. Love it. Okay, and the final pick, I sometimes go quarterback here because of the fifth-round option, but I think they're going to just stick with their guns and then maybe try to look for a quarterback next year um, if they want to. So I'm going to go. I just think it's a crime if Nicobe Dean yep. makes it out of the first round. So I'm going to go N'Kobe Dean with the 32nd pick. That is our first round. We won't go through all of it. I'll do it again on my phone and then have like the screenshot or whatever. So. I'll have that. I'll probably send it in the Blind Squirrels group, but maybe like a few days later to try to bait you into listening first. <laughs> um, that being said, do you mind if I real quick fly through the first nine picks of the second round to get to the Bears?
1: Uh, Sure. Yeah, go for it. Uh, one thing I want to note, um, in my kind of mock I have David Ajabu almost always going to the Lions at 32 because I think there's... A team could definitely go for him earlier. Uh, Achilles, (laughs) I think, what's his name? Cam Akers' recovery definitely helps his case there, uh, how quick and quickly that was. But in a situation the Lions are not a win-now team and adding a quality edge rusher that they can afford to wait on, I think he'll be there at 32 more more than likely. Um, And so... That that may, that fit makes all the sense in the world to me. But Nicoby Dean, position a need, adding a dog. He's a great leader, um, great sideline to sideline player, and so addressing defense heavily for the Lions here does make sense.
0: Nice. Okay, so I'm working through the first nine picks of the second round. Um, I know I'm struggling with the with the Giants because they did tackle linebacker and edge. So I don't even know who they would take in the second yet. Um. Choo, 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 choo. Let's give them another receiver I'm going to give them George Pickens Texans need everything I'm going to give them A defender Let's go Boye Mafé Sorry, I'm just trying to get to it Yeah, <laughs> I should <Jets>. tell <laughs> Corner Edge
1: you don't. You can actually talk when you're doing it, though. Like you don't yeah, have to be. You're, right. you're like half-committal.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, I'll, I'll read it in a second. Uh, Christian Harris can go there. Okay, um, so let me read round two real quick. Up to the Bears. So I have Lewisine going to the Jaguars. Jalen Petrie, cornerback/safety out of Baylor, going to the Lions. Sky Moore going to the Jets because they didn't pick up a wide receiver in the first round. George Pickens going to Georgia. Or going to Georgia, going to the Giants, Boye Mafé, going to the Texans, linebacker Christian Harris out of Alabama, going to the Jets. And now Chicago Bears on the clock. I know Will has asked a lot who would even be there. Bernard Raymond is probably who you're going to take here. A tackle out of Central Michigan is available, unless you also like Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. He's available. I think he's considered an interior offensive lineman on here. Or maybe they're just super low on him. That's crazy. Um, Tyler Smith is available. And then if you wanted to look wide receiver, we currently have Christian Watson, Jalen Tolbert, Alec Pierce, are some of the top guys. Um, I'm going to personally go with offensive line. I'm going to go with Bernard Raymond um, for the Bears. And that's the final pick that we will do. They just need offensive line help. And I, Bernard Raymond can play both tackle and guard. So I think he's a versatile guy you'd like to see there. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's it. Um, thank you for listening. As always, I, I'll post this somewhere, probably on Twitter. So follow me on Twitter, Jims and Bus. Jims and Sign Bus, whatever. But thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Peace. <clears throat> you hey, like that? That's why you don't, don't listen to I the hate, outro. Hey, you. <laughs>